All right. Hello and welcome to The Tables Have Intern. I'm Isaac, the MediaTek intern here at Hope Chapel. And here's coming at you, Matt, the extern, uh, former intern of Young Adult Ministries here at Hope. And also, I got the new intern here, uh, young adult <laughs> intern right in the house. My name is Jordan. Good to be here. All right. Well, welcome. It's been uh, two weeks since our last epi- episode. But today we're coming to you and we're wanting to talk about worship. You know, what is worship? Is it just music? Is it um, all these other things? How do we worship? What does it wor- look like to worship God in everyday life? You know, I guess those are some of the questions that we're hoping to discuss in today's podcast. And before we really dig into the meat, there are two ideas that I'd like to start us off with. First off is this idea that everybody worships something. Uh, as I was reading, I was like, well, what is it? You know, what is worship as far as like the definition? And it's basic, like comes down basically to describing honor to someone or something. So in life, you know, obviously we describe honor to a lot of things. We worship a lot of things, whether it be sports, celebrities, food, money, jobs, just that sense of security. The list goes on and on. But as Christians, we're called to worship God and we're called to put him above all that. You know, in Exodus, he talks about, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other God before me. You shall not bow to them or worship them, for I am the Lord your God, a jealous God. And it's just this, you know, we're called to worship and put that honor into God. He must have the highest place of honor in our lives. This leads to just the second thought I had while I was preparing this, and I was reading an article by Pastor John Piper, and he points out this difference between what he calls the inner essence of worship and the outer expressions of worship. This idea stems from two verses in Isaiah, where it says, The people come near me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worshiping is based on merely human rules that they've been taught. And in Matthew, where it says, Jesus says, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. So it kind of goes in there like true worship requires this heart focus, this inner Mm -hmm. essence of, you know, focusing on God and worship him in the right way. So as we kind of have those thoughts in our head, let's start off with this idea of just what is worship? Is it just music? What do you guys have to say? Yeah, well, um, certainly worship, when we think about it, music plays a big part of that uh, in the church community. And the fact that we just call the service, the, the worship part of the service, the part where everybody sings, we join together and we praise God, worship. And a lot of people think of worship just as that compartmentalized um, section mm. Uh, it needs to be really addressed because there's a whole bunch of different ideas and thoughts about this communal worship that we all engage in. But worship really isn't limited to that scope, and we'll dive into that more later. But right now, I do want to dive into that relationship that the church does have with music. Uh, when you think about worship music, when you think about that communal singing, um, what kind of emotions what kind of feelings what kind of thoughts comes to your head as far as why we engage with that why we do that and what's your relationship to that part of worship well i think uh for me i think uh 
Well, first, it really just depends on the type of person. Some people like just don't connect with worship at all. And for me, I totally connect with worship, and I I think every Christian should connect with worship because musical worship. Right? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So answering Matt's question. Yeah. And that's what I was kind of digging at because I personally do not connect with worship as far as singing on a stage. And I wanted to dive into that about why some people do connect and why some people don't connect with it. And is that bad? Mm, why, well, let me ask you, why don't you connect with it then? Or do you know? Well, first, I want you to talk about the experience of connecting with that communal worship, of connecting with those songs, of really having your heart inside of that. How would you describe that? Yeah, I think for me, well, f- off the bat, too, I'm more of an emotional guy. I'm definitely a feeler. I think if you know, if you're a feeler or if you're just kind of like, a, eh, I just kind of like raw facts, I like raw truth or whatever it is, um, that probably plays a small role into it. So not that my faith in God or experiencing God is feelings um, entirely, yeah. but uh, it, it, it does play a good role in worship for me. I do love music. I'm a musical person and... Um, it speaks to me even like non-Christian music, you know, any kind of music just like really stirs my emotions or my heart or my mind. So to know God personally and have the Holy Spirit in me and then to be singing songs about him really stirs my heart um, musically. And I think it definitely does pull my my emotional focus towards the Lord. And that's why for me and in, in going into the church service, going into a worship night or a worship session or whatever you want to call it i know that i'm going to be connecting with the lord in a way that i can't necessarily on my own because it's corporate or Hmm. does that kind of make sense i i I get you i think like for myself when i when i think about it is the act of like especially musical worship by the way everybody isaac was a a musical missionary uh, (laughs) for a couple years so he knows what he's talking about well i no, I don't. I don't want to say I know what I'm talking about, but I definitely have experience in it. Like when I when I think about like music worship and praising God through that, there's this aspect of the the words they they draw my heart into like a right mm-hmm. spot. Like I love songs that talk about like, uh, oh how He loves us, you know, like this song of like God, you love us, or you know, you do this for me. I lo- I love those songs, but more so. The songs that talk about who God is, like those really draw me into this place of remembering God in his greatness and his power and who he really is, who Jesus really is. And that puts my heart like in like in a better spot where I'm able to just come back to that worship of God. And I really like <laughs> that idea of like, you know, our heart having to be in the right spot through music. I connect really well, like the emotional not always a really emotional guy, but definitely through music, mm-hmm. I can have this, I guess, like an experience of, like, of God, and that's not always, you know, a lot of times we chase the experience, we chase the feeling, so that's not always right, but I know for myself that when I play, when I when I sing, when I'm mm-hmm. in, like, the congregation singing, that the words really draw me into a remembrance of who God is, and that just allows me to praise God for what he's done, for what he is doing in my life. But what separates that form of worship music from other music that can elicit the similar response? I personally feel so much more connected from a 21 Pilots song or a 
you know, like a Chance the Rapper song or from like an NF song than I do whenever I sing uh, a worship song in the conventional sense. I, I really do love hymns and that's part of my background, but what separates that experience from other sources of music? Well, I would say, you know, in worship as far as like there's a whole there's a whole nother like thing as far as like the worship wars, right? Between hymns and organ music and modern drums and electric guitar rocking on stage. Like there's been this whole thing culture that we've gone through for years. And so I would say like you can you can have worship songs I'm doing air quotes right now, mm-hmm. worship songs that aren't in like one particular style, right? And you can have rocking worship songs. You can have slow worship songs. I think you can have rapping worship songs. Like that, that has no problem in my mind. Um, I think the difference comes in a lot of these songs is where they're where they're focused at, what they're focusing on. There's tons of songs that we sing in churches that are totally self-centered. They're totally like me-focused. But then there's also, I mean, there's also the songs that are. God-centered, which is what, like, which is what we kind of want, and I think that's where, as far as the most common thing has been, is that a lot of these other songs, like, if um, Chance the Rapper or Twenty One Pilots, it's not as God-centered as it is, just like me-centered. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of spitballing there, but. Yeah, I, I, because there are those certain songs, especially, you know, ones, uh, take 21 Pilots, for example, where the whole song is about their relationship with God, but it also explores uh, a spiritual side that most worship music doesn't, and that's why I wouldn't really classify it as worship music, because they're singing about their relationship with God, they're singing about something spiritual, but they might be singing about, they feel like they let God down, they feel like a failure, or they feel like they're struggling with doubt or they feel like, you know, there's almost this kind of like negative emotion in a lot of the spiritual songs that I listen to that aren't that aren't worship music and explores mm-hmm. that side of your spiritual self. And a lot of times it gives glory to God. It calls you back. It tells you the reasons why you still love God throughout yeah, all yeah. those things. But you're not going to sing that as a community in a communal sense. No, I totally, I totally get you there, and I, because th- I, I think there's a place for that in worship. You read the Psalms, and you read those like those songs that are in there. There's a lot of like heartache and hopelessness in some of these, but they always come back to pointing who God is, right? Um, and I, th- I don't know if that's just maybe culturally how we do how we do music in the church, like in America, why, um, you know, we don't do those a lot. But I think there is this aspect of coming together as a community. And really focusing, you know, those God-centered ideas. So I think it is really important, just like doing our devotions and reading your Bible, where you know, we go through these things. That those types of those types of songs are extremely helpful, or are extremely good, and can be can bring you into a spot of worship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think too. It just it just goes ultimately back down to your heart. Like, what is? I think God has and can speak to us in so many different ways like he can speak to us through a hymn that's been around for hundreds of years or a chance to rapper song or a chris tomlin song or a bethel music song you know what i mean so like god like ultimately i think god knows our heart and if he wants to speak to us through 
even like a Kesha song. <laughs> That's such a bad example. But Tick he, tock but on the yeah, clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he could, you know. Mm. That was a terrible example. But he could, you know. Like the Lord can speak to us through. Like I've heard like some songs that are not Christian artists. Like not like Chance or 21 Pilots or whatever. And I just felt like there was one line in there that I was like, whoa. That really relates to where I'm at right now spiritually. Mm. But I think God, it goes back to like. God is in everything, you know, like the gospel is in, at least you can make, and what I mean by that is like, you can make ties to just about everything. It all goes back to him. Yeah. Um, so, so what about the modern way of making music? What about as compared to hymns or even modern arrangement of hymns? Um, is the way that we compose music nowadays inferior to the way that it used to be composed? <laughs> because let me tell you, as far as connecting with God, when I'm in a worship service, if they play an old hymn, if they play like uh, Come Thou Fount or Nothing But the Blood or In Christ Alone or something like that, I melt. Hmm. But when they play something that's like a chorus or something like that, I'm not going to pick on an individual song. It's like I don't connect with it. And honestly, by the end of the song, I'm, I'm a little tired. Is that a, should I feel bad for that? Should people that experience that feel bad? Or what would you explain that experience to be like? I think I definitely like would, wouldn't tell you to feel bad, you know, because just like with what I just said, you can connect with the Lord in different ways. And here's one thing that's important. It's OK to have preference. You know, yeah, like I would agree. Like it's okay. Like, hey, I like hymns. Like, I wish we'd sing more hymns. But the thing is, is like, if you go to a church, there's gonna be somebody who's a little upset. <laughs> oh, we're singing too many hymns, or oh, we're not singing enough hymns. Mm-hmm. And so it goes back to the heart. It always goes back to the heart. And if you want to sing hymns, like, and that's how you want to connect with God, and that's how you maybe need to connect with God, then you need to find hymns. You need to sing hymns on your own. And bring that praise and bring that worship to him. And I think that like with a with a new song, the way I the way I look at it, like if I personally in kind of the opposite of you, I like mm-hmm. the new stuff, I like kind of the Hillsong Bethel music type worship. Um, just because that's how I feel like I connect with the Lord. But I do love Come Thou Found. I love those things. And there are some other hymns that maybe I just never really heard and for a second, I'm like, oh, this feels cheesy, or I have these, like, tempting thoughts, or not tempting. I have these, like, weird negative thoughts that are just like, oh, this is kind of the worst. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, wow, how prideful am I? Like, how arrogant am I that I cannot even connect with the God that I love when there's truth on the screen, there's truth from the worship leader, and then I just need to humble myself and say, Lord, all right, I'm going to just I – can, I can sit for four minutes and pray and worship you to a song that maybe even makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I think one of the things that we hear a lot today, and I know I've been guilty of it myself, is going to a going to a church service and walking out and going, "Man, I didn't get a lot of out of that." Or worship like just wasn't that great today. You know, I didn't feel mm-hmm. I didn't feel a lot. But something that in this aspect of worship that we have to remember is that worship is not about you and me. Mhm. It's about, it's not, uh, you know, it's not about something that we, that we get. It's about praising God, about ascribing honor to him, you know, placing him in that, 
in that portion. So I think, you know, preference is always is like preference in music. We're always going to have that. And I think that God you know, created us that way, too. We all, you know, we enjoy, we have these creative abilities that, you know, he's created us each differently and those things that we enjoy in that. But I have found that when I, you know, have those moments in a worship service or at a, at a church where we're singing songs where I just, I'm not connecting with the song, like mm-hmm. emotionally, and I start having those thoughts that I need to come back to this idea of, yeah, there is truth in it. You know, there's truth on the screen. There's truth of what's being sung and really put that on, put that honor back to God. Um, and it's hard. It's difficult because, you know, we lose that emotional disconnect but sometimes we uh, as just human beings we we think that the emotional side is the most important thing or like when we feel this that's when we're worshiping yeah and because there is a danger too there's a danger of saying that like i don't like this song so i'm not going to worship god but there's a danger of that on the opposite side too of saying that basically what i'm talking about is false emotions Mm -hmm. or worship shows that elicit emotions um and that is their goal but they don't really they don't really say anything about god they don't really worship god um would you guys agree with me i i would i think i mean that's what the matthew 15 yeah um passage says you know these people honor me with their lips they sing all these songs but their heart is far from me in Mm -hmm. vain do they worship me so i i definitely agree with you that there are these occasions where you're just chosen chasing emotional high and then uh, to be quite honest i think in the way that we worship today too there is another temptation of basically worshiping to impress other people or to put on a show or to say like oh i'm gonna stick my hands up really high so that you know that girl over there will think i'm extra spiritual or (laughs) you know my you know working at the church my boss will be impressed or something like that and i used to do that a lot i used to do that all the all the time when i was a teenager and uh there's a point when i was in college where i was like this is really messed up and i said i'm most comfortable when i just sing and i have my hands to the side and that i can gauge in my heart i'm not going to stick my hands up because that's not how i worship god and some people do it and that's how they worship and they need that expression but i do think there is a temptation to put on a show for the people around you okay yeah totally growing up in a christian school i feel like i had that vibe too but i think this is this is the the point worship worship music and a worship before the sermon or whatever it's supposed to be like exactly what isaac said it's supposed to be about you and god mainly god (laughs) but it can be about you as well connecting with god Mm mm-hmm and so we as the church and as a human being should not be we shouldn't care about what other people think in worship we shouldn't care about what other people are looking at or if they're looking at us if we have our hands up or i think there should be freedom in the spirit there should be freedom in in who you are of if i want to dance i'm going to dance in worship because that's how i connect with god and i don't care if people think i'm a psycho if i want to jump up and down I'm going to jump up and down. If I'm going to sit in my chair and be the most reserved, still person, do it. You know, if I'm going to stand and put my hands in my pocket, one hand in my pocket, one hand on my coffee, 
do it. You know what I mean? Like, so I just think there's no point in even like worrying about that aspect of what are people going to think? What, what are people thinking of me or the band right now? And I think for the band aspect, give your best to the Lord. Oh yeah. You know, give your best unto the Lord. And if we think it looks too much like a show and it still just goes back to your heart. Like I, I, I don't think that giving your best to the Lord and using and taking advantage of amazing equipment, amazing technology, that that's necessarily a bad thing. If it's like a really excessive distraction, like sometimes I don't like when the camera is just on the worship leader. I'd rather just not have that, but that's my own preference. But I, I if I'm in a service that it's like panning the worship leader's sick riffs or whatever i'm just like whatever i'm just gonna close my eyes or i'm just gonna look at the stage and not the screens you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. because it's just not it's not that big of a deal there's no point in in my opinion of getting butthurt about it (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll try not to use that expression in further (laughs) podcasts um yeah real life um so getting at the heart of the issue here is I do think you can come into a, a service and worship and get distracted by a lot of things, your preference in music, your emotional feeling of connectedness to whatever, uh, to pride, to showing off, to worshiping certain artists that are on stage, to everything around you. But there is that that communal summons to worship together as a community and to do it with a right heart an authentic heart. And that comes uh, in Ephesians chapter five, verse 19. It just says speaking to one another with Psalms, hymns and songs from the spirit, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as simple as it comes back to, because worship gets so complex, the way that people compose worship today, the way that we do worship today, the way that a lot of ministry is centered around what we could do and what we should do. But as far as getting back to the heart of the matter, it is that, is how do you authentically engage with God in a communal setting and sing to him from your heart? And if we adopt that attitude, and that mentality going into a service, I think that the church will definitely be healthier and flourish because of that. Yeah, no, I agree. It's 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 a very like it's a it is a very difficult thing because we're dealing with so many uh, personal you know people. Mm-hmm. Everybody has their own preferences, their own ideas, and in coming into this. But it is so it is so important. I think what you said is like coming into set aside set aside some of those things um and recognize the distractions is how i would i guess how i would put it because you know if you just try and ignore distractions i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing but if if you if you recognize those distractions know they are uh like your personal issue or your personal like issues distractions then you can begin to set aside those you guys get what i'm saying yeah, no, I totally yeah. agree. So, right now we've just we've just talked about really worship as a musical sense, um, mm-hmm. coming in the aspect of in a church, praise and worship songs, or praise songs. Man, it's so difficult to. You know, <laughs> we just uh, worship as in a term in our sense have just been used for that area. 
but if it's if it's a heart thing, you know, the inner essence of worship and if um, ascribing honor to God, giving glory to God, then we can worship God in other ways than just music, right? For sure. Yeah. What What are some uh, what are you, What are some of your thoughts there, guys? Yeah, I mean. Well, I think we were designed and created to bring glory and worship to God, you know. So obviously we have times of worship and song, but as Christians, we are called to a higher standard, um, not just living living like above reproach and, and stuff, but really just like doing working everything unto the Lord and not unto men, you know, and mm-hmm. so. And I, I feel if you've grown up in the church, you've heard that, you know, but it's a real thing. You know, I think we can worship the Lord with our gifts that are outside of music, our gifts in serving, our gifts in leadership, our gifts in making boats, our gifts in making chairs or houses, you know, like that is worship to the Lord because that's how he created you. So simply, simply said, you guys could probably have thoughts too. Yeah. Um, when you break down this idea of worship and worshiping the God, worshiping God, uh, I think one of the things to realize is the relationship between worship, thanks, thankfulness, and joy, hmm. and because they're all interconnected, they're all inter- intermingled. Uh, and what is worship in general? Worship is giving worth to something. It's ascribing worth to something. So it is essentially. Um, where you put your priorities and what do you model your life around. And that is something that we have to be on top of every day. It's a constant idea of reminding yourself what is the most important thing in my life because so many things sneak in there to take that spot, even if we don't want them to. That's good. Um, And that is we can put things that are seemingly good. We can put a friendship in that spot. This is the most important thing to me is my friendship with this person. A relationship in that spot, whether you have a girlfriend, whether you're married, they can become your God instead of God. You can put your career success in that spot Mm -hmm. saying that I worship my job and I worship the things that I've done to make myself successful. You can put money in that job or in that spot saying that the amount of worth that I feel is directly related to the amount of money I I make and put every ounce of what you value and what you find worthy into money. And those are all very common things that you see. Uh, So what is worship? What is worshiping constantly? Worshiping constantly is having the mentality of putting God above everything else in your life. And it's when you see those other things, when you see those common things that come up to to steal that spot, recognizing them like Isaac recognized the problems of coming to a communal worship spot you have to recognize the things in your life that can sneak into your heart and start stealing worth from God and this was like the biggest issue in the Old Testament is the fact that Israel kept on going away and worshiping false idols Mm -hmm. and it's the same thing we go away and we worship false idols all these other things they sneak into our hearts, they sneak into our lives, and we stop worshiping the real God and start worshiping these false constructs that we made as a culture. Mm-hmm. And then if we can do that, if we can start to worship real the real God, there's a relationship to thankfulness and joy. Yeah. Saying that if you have an accurate worth of God, if you have an accurate idea of who Christ is and who God is, 
and he is number one, you will become thankful to him for all of the things that you he's done for us. He's done amazing things. And then along with that thankfulness, you'll experience joy. Yeah. You will be happier than you've ever been in your life. You will have a contentment and you will have love spring up in your life if you keep your priorities straight, knowing that God is above all things and that he loves you and that Jesus Christ, his son, died on the cross to save you because he loves you. Mm -hmm. And that, in fact, if you believe in Christ, you're adopted into his family and inherit all of his glories, all of his riches. It's amazing. It's amazing all the things that God has done for us in Christ. Mm -hmm, really. It's totally amazing, and that should elicit in our lives all at the same time a spirit of worship, a spirit of thankfulness, and a spirit of joy. Yeah. I love uh, – yeah, I think that was great. Well put, Matt. Um, I had read in that uh, article I was reading by John Piper. He says that in summary, the inner essence of worship is to know God truly and then to respond from the heart to that knowledge by valuing God treasuring God, prizing God, enjoying God, being satisfied with God above all earthly things, and then that deep, restful, joyful satisfaction in God overflows in demonstrable <laughs> acts of praise from the lips and demonstrable acts of love in serving others for the sake of Christ. And that's where I think the area of worship outside of you know from our pray uh, from our lips in praise comes in you know it's these demonstrable acts of love and uh, serving you know people will people begin to notice that the work that you do um, that there's something like there's more there's more to it you serve you know you serve people more and it's all because of your love for God and realizing of his you know love for other people and so you begin to serve them in that way for sure. Um, one other thought that I had was this idea of how do you maintain that life of worship mm. um, <laughs> and not let those stuff sneak into your ways. And this is this is when you're talking about worship outside of the communal sense. Communal worship is a part of that. It's yeah. a piece of it, and mm -hmm. it's incredibly important. And that's why so many people are moved by worship is because they get a sense of that thankfulness and joy when they experience worship in a community, and it helps them reach that area. Outside of communal worship, there's a ton of things that you can do. That's why we have disciplines, spiritual disciplines. You can read your Bible. You can go and pray. You can do all of these things to help realign what you're worshiping, what you're thankful for. Mm -hmm. And for me, that comes in other expressions like reading spiritual books with spiritual themes. It comes in even doing other forms of expression such as art. This is kind of what Jordan was talking about. When you said you can worship God through doing all sorts of things, all the things that God has created you with skills and talents to do, it's just doing that towards the Lord with a heart that mm -hmm. is intentionally towards the Lord. And that's incredibly important to engage in those things because, once again, those things take effort. You yeah. might find them enjoyable, and you should find them enjoyable because God made you for that. But at the same time, it does take intentionality to engage with those expressions of worship. Yeah, I think we're a lot of that comes in because you ask how do you sustain that right mm -hmm. in your day-to-day -day living i think that comes from uh your relationship your you know your daily relationship with the lord yep. focusing on him every day and that's doing you know your personal devotions reading your bible praying you know continuing that relationship because when you you know when you aren't 
in like direct connection with somebody when you are slipping from that you begin to f- you know your focus begins to put on other things other uh, other people even you know i know it's for myself when i'm not around somebody and this is really hard on as far as like my family and you know my friends back home if i'm not like around them or in direct you know connection with them frequently i begin to it's not that i don't love them less it's i begin yeah. to forget like think to, about it less attention yeah. out of sight out of mind out of sight out of mind and so I think the same is in our, in our in our worship in our day-to-day is when we aren't doing that f- having that focused time with God, you know, recentering our relationship on him every day, that's when we begin to really slack on the day every day worshiping God and ascribing worth and honor to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think just to close that thought in Colossians 2, 6 and 7 it says, "So then just as you received Christ Jesus as your Lord, continue to live your lives in him." rooted and built up in him, strengthened Mm -hmm. in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So I was just, that kind of seals it, you know, is in those intimate moments in that, you know, he's Jesus says, abide in me and I'll abide in you remain in me, you know? And I think not just thankfulness, but the fruit of the spirit will be evident in your life, joy, love, peace, patience, you know, all of them gentleness. So it's just really good. Yeah. So, we're uh, a little bit over 30 minutes, but before we, as like as a closing thought, I would like, I found this uh, this questionnaire about worship, and the first question on there I thought was really good, and I would like for us to take a little bit of time, not too much, but uh, just to answer that for ourselves, and it's, how would you describe worship and its impact in your life? I can go really quick. I'll close, close it off for myself. Um, worship is so important to me. Um, in this sense of working and outside of music things, uh, because I get tired of working, you know, and if I'm working for a boss or just a guy or myself, it just is the worst. Mm. And so, um, it's so important for me to be remaining in the Lord. And and when I'm scrubbing a toilet here at the church, I'm like, Lord, this is for your glory. God, (laughs) you know, this is for you. This is like, there's, there's a greater purpose to this. I'm working on to you and not to the guy who told me to do this anyways. Um, but for, uh, music worship it's it's so it's so good to be myself with the lord um and really there there's a, there's a moment that i always remember um and a worship song just led me to um complete like repentance and it was a song it was a, there's a bridge and it says break my heart for what breaks yours and i was just living in a lot of sin at the time that i wasn't telling anyone about and just um, even just not even convincing myself that it was sin. And I was looking at those screens. They just kept singing it. Kind of Matt was like, I, I get tired because it can be repetitive. <laughs> mm-hmm. and they just kept singing it. And I just kept looking at the words. And I wasn't singing along at the time. And I, was just, I, just, I remember I started, I was like, all right, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. And it was the best. Like, it hurt so good. But I really felt like the Holy Spirit was with me in that moment. And it felt, I felt in my heart. As crazy as it sounds, I felt in my heart just the break and the pain and the weight of sin mm. that I was living in. And I was realizing, man, like every time I do this thing, every time I look to that false idol or whatever it is, I'm breaking the Lord's heart. And it really just draw, drew me into a closer place with Him. And so even after that experience, every song, I really just want to encounter God in a way that um, just realigns my focus, realigns my heart. and my relationship with him. So. That's good. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, my relationship with that kind of like communal worship sense uh, service, I mean, I think it's a bit complex because for the longest time, that was my theology. That was pretty much worship songs and worship services where, is where I drew all of my information about God. I was just the type of a kid um, that couldn't really pay attention whenever the pastor spoke. So all I knew about God really is I knew the gospel. And I knew everything that we sung every week. Um, and it moved me. It, it really did hit my heart where it was like I would come into the worship service and I would just be in a pile of tears by the end. Um, then when I was in Bible college, I was studying my Bible a lot. And I was studying a lot of theology and a lot of stuff, which was really good too. And I learned so much about God that profoundly shaped my heart. Uh, at that time though, I also felt like I became more skeptical towards worship music. Um, and I, I became, I became a little bit cynical at that point of my life where I put a lot of people with good intentions underneath a lot of scrutiny. Um, but I found that the worship music that I connected with the most was old hymns because what I found that I was learning through reading theologians and through reading my Bible was echoed very precisely and very closely uh, in the lyrics of these hymns. Hmm. And in kind of more modern worship songs, I don't think that attention to Scripture is there, but I think that the heart of what the Scripture is trying to reveal is there which is a distinction um but that is where some of those kind of like that that's why i have a preference towards one uh but i also noticed at that point of time in living in a broader sense of worship that i realized that i connect more in a worship sense not through songs but through reading through praying through reading my bible uh and through reading other spiritual sources mm -hmm. Uh, you know, such as theologians and whatnot. So, uh, but yeah, now I'm at the point in my life where, um, when I think about worship, I do think about just where my heart is at and I try to connect in an authentic way. And I, I hope that as a community, as a church, that we can all connect with God in an authentic way through whichever means is going to be the best. Mm. Yeah. For myself personally, I love to, uh, music is a huge part of my life. It really is, and especially you know playing music. Um, it's it's a very it's just like when I'm on when I'm on stage when I'm playing. Um, it's this knowledge that God has given me this gift, and I want to give it back to Him. And I want to do it to the best of my abilities, mm. and it definitely like it definitely gives me a joy. I notice I know when I haven't been like I might be playing, but I know when I haven't been worshiping God in my playing because I start to I start to feel kind of this like lack of something in my life because mm -hmm. it really does it does help center me and it does help bring me back to you know remembering who God is but I I love to do that in a lot of things in my life you know the gifts that he has given me whether it's uh, creating something whether it's uh you know even I would say like running like knowing that he has He's given me the ability to do things. I'm not the best runner at all, by the way. Um, I just like to run. Um, knowing that he's given me the abilities, like, and then using them, you know, it does, like, it does bring me closer to uh, to him and help remember who he is. 
you know, to me and who he is just overall. He's God. He's the creator of the universe. Yeah, so. So good. Thank you. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us in this discussion about worship. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And I really I hope you do take the time to you know, think about that for yourself. And if you are struggling with you know, this, the worship experience at your church to see where your heart is centered. Ask, your, you know, ask yourself, is this just my personal preferences that I'm having an issue with? And then uh, coming to an honest, honest conclusion in that and really then turning your heart to a place of remembering who God is and worshiping him for that. This has been the Tables of Interned. Peace. Hope to see you again. Peace.